The Merry Beggars presents... All aboard! On the Night Train. Episode 16, A Mallard Train. One thing after another. Come on now. Barney, come here. Get these plates out. Passengers are going to be coming in soon and breakfast isn't ready yet. Just one second, Rosie. Get in the cutlery. Have Edith and Paul slept here this whole night? The kitchen has no place for children to sleep. Don't I know it. They've been here since 4 a.m. They can't go back to the luggage car since Pullman's new private car is in the way. Why is that, Rosie? Doesn't Pullman like kids? Never mind why, Barney. It's none of your business. It's enough to say that Pullman doesn't like stowaways, and he particularly won't like these two. They are stowaways? Yes. Uh, yeah. You didn't know. Yeah, they're stowaways, Barney. Why? Barney, can you keep a secret? For Will? Of course I can, Rosie. Edith and Paul are Will Mallet's children. Will's children? Yes. Pullman banned them from the train hours before we left from Chicago. They ended up on the train by mistake. They fell asleep in the pillicot, and now they are here. And if George Pullman finds out, Will Mallard will certainly lose his place. I, I see. But they'll be okay. Young ones can get through almost anything. Careful there, Bonnie! Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Oh, is it morning yet? Are the crackers still there? <sighs> Paul? Paul, is the train still going? Is Mr. Pullman still... Now look what you've done, Bonnie. You've woken Edith and Paul up. Shame on you. Sorry, Rosie. (laughs) Sorry, kids. Hello there, stowaways. Hi, Barney. Is it true that you're Will Mallard's kids? Who told you? Uh, I did. Why'd you tell me your name was Stoutward then? Why all the secrets? I'm sorry, Barney. I don't like secrets either. We were stowaways by accident, and we couldn't let anyone know who we really were. We're sorry that we didn't tell you, Barney, but we had to keep it a secret. It's okay. And it's even more important now that it be a secret, because George Pullman is on the train, and if he finds us, then... If he finds you, your father will lose his job. Yes. I understand. You can trust me. I'll help you, I promise. Thank you, Barney. Yeah, thanks, Barney. Of course. I'll see you two later. Rosie, what... what's going on? What time is it? Are the Crockers still in the dining car? The Crockers went back to their room. You're safe for now. We've got breakfast in a few minutes, and all the passengers will be coming in expecting a full meal. Barney's setting their tables. Ooh, I can help. Maybe I'll find something George Crocker left behind. Another clue. I could help, too. I can fold the napkins. I can't fold napkins. But, but I do know where the knife and fork go. Here, I can take those glasses and put them on tables. But you can't be seen by Mr. Pullman. And he's liable to come in early, given how much he wanted his pancakes last night. We can't have Mr. Pullman seeing more mallards on board. It's bad enough he knows your mother is here. He was really mad at Mama. What do you expect? He banned her from the train, and here she is, just showing up unannounced and in disguise. And with all the accidents, well... Pullman is liable to get angry at anyone right now. But we shouldn't have any more accidents, right? We know it's George Crocker. He's the one who has the carpet bag. 
The one with the telegram from Wagner telling him to sabotage the night train? That's the way it's looking, and who knows? Maybe he's already sent off another telegram, or he could be planning a sabotage right now. That's true. We've got to save this train. It's almost 7 o'clock by my watch. We only have eight hours before we get to Sacramento. And we'll do our best. All of us will. But right now, we've got to get breakfast ready, or I won't have a job back to Chicago, train or no train. Rosie, where are the glasses, the cups, for coffee? I don't know. That's your job, not mine, Barney. I make the coffee, you serve it. Here they are. I found them. I can bring them in. But what about Pullman, Paul? We've got time before all the passengers start coming in. Come on, Edith, you can do the napkins. May we, Rosie? It won't take a minute. Well, all right. But hurry up and do it quickly. Just a minute or two and then get right back here to the kitchen. Okay, here we come, Barney. The napkins will look beautiful, Rosie. The best you've ever seen. All right, let's go. Grab those glasses, Paul. I got a tower of cups, Barney. Here you go. Slow down before you spill them, Paul. Where are the napkins, Barney? Right on that table, Edith. Oh, I see. Barney, are we in California yet? The most dangerous part of the Transcontinental Railroad is the track that goes through California. Because it has the mountains and the snowsheds and cliffs and drop-offs. We're getting close, Paul. Not quite there yet. We should get into California this morning. Then we enter the Summit Tunnel. That tunnel gets us straight through the mountain. Glasses go closer to the napkins, buddy. Okay, like this? Yep, exactly. Got it. Snakes alive. I can't wait to see Summit Tunnel. Have you been in the tunnel before, Barney? Never. It'll be a first for the both of us. Do the napkins and silver go on all the tables? All the tables. How much time do we have, Paul? Seven minutes to seven. Hurry up, Edie. The passengers will be in here any minute now. We'd better get back to the kitchen, Paul. We don't want Mr. Pullman to find us. Just finish up those tables and I'll do the rest. I don't want Pullman to discover our two little stowaways. Okay, Barney. Thank you for your help. Of course. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Harold. Good morning, Harold. You look really tired. Did you sleep at all last night? I haven't had much sleep. Morning, Rosie. I just came from Mr. Pullman's private sleeper, and he'd like a plate of pancakes and a pot of coffee served to him in his parlor. Good morning, Harold. I have a stack of pancakes and a whole pot of coffee for Mr. Pullman coming right up. And please tell him that I am delighted to hear that he is staying as far away from my kitchen as possible. And I hope he takes all his meals there. Easy there, Rosie. You have to be civil if you want to keep working for Pullman after this trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure I do. Here, Harold. Tray of pancakes, syrup, and butter. Pot of coffee. Rosie, since Mr. Pullman isn't coming into the dining car, can we sit in a booth and spy? We'll be able to be detectives and hear if anyone is planning sabotage, like we usually do. And what are you going to do when Maddie and George Crocker come in to breakfast? They'll recognize you two, won't they? We'll see them enter from the other side so we can hop into the kitchen right away. Can't we? We'll be so fast they won't see us. Hmm. I'm not sure that's safe, Paul. Well, the Crockers were up until 6 a.m., so I don't think they'll be here for breakfast. It's probably okay. There's barely enough air for me in the kitchen when that stove is on. I'm sweating like a pig already. So... All right, then. Go on. Take a seat out there. Just don't let the crocker see you if they manage to show up. And can we have breakfast out here, too, Rosie? Of course. Go ahead and get a seat, you two. Barney will bring you pancakes and orange juice in just a minute. 
Thank you, Rosie. Just be careful. Harold, will Mama be eating in here as well? Maybe we can all eat together now that everyone knows who she is. Edith, you know you and Paul still can't be seen with your mother in public. If passengers spread the word to Pullman that the Mallet children are on board the train too, there's no telling what he'll do. Oh, I know. You're right. It was just wishful thinking. And anyway, your mother won't be in the dining car this morning. Mr. Pullman told your mother and father to meet with him in his private car this morning. I hope Mama's okay, and Dad too. I hope so too, Paul. I'd better get these pancakes to Mr. Pullman before they're cold. We'll see you two later. Bye, Harold. Good luck with Mr. Pullman. Come on, Edith. Let's get a booth. Here, this one's good. But Paul, we should get one closer to the kitchen door in case the crackers come in and not be able to hear anyone talking. How are we going to be detectives? This booth is perfect. Okay, fine. But we need to keep an eye out for the crockers. I can do that from this booth really well. I wonder why Pullman wanted to talk to Mama and Daddy privately. Do you think he's still mad at Mama? Well, Pullman banned her from the train too, and she was in disguise as Mary Diamond. He's probably suspicious. And what will Mama do now that all the passengers know that she's been in disguise? They won't be happy that she tricked them. I don't know, Edith, but we can't worry about that right now. We have a train to save. We need to focus. Okay, but what can we do? We got past Battle Mountain. That means we stopped another sabotage. There could have been a horrible accident if that telegram had been sent. But we figured out the code and stopped it. Yes, but what can we do now? Mr. Pullman knows who we are. He ordered us not to get on the train, Paul. If he sees us, Daddy will be in big trouble. And if Mrs. Crocker sees us, she'll tell everyone on board who we are. Edie, we know that, but we don't have time to get upset. We have clues to follow. Remember, George Crocker is the one who owns the carpet bag. I know, Paul. He could be the one sabotaging the train. But we have other suspects. We like... have to stop him, Edith, and we've got to do it fast. We've only got well. Let me see. Seven hours and fifty-one minutes left before we reach Sacramento. We're supposed to get there at three o'clock. But what do we do? How can we stop him? Harold said the Crockers are sleeping now. We can spy over breakfast. Maybe we'll discover something new. That's just it, Paul. Maybe we'll figure it out, Edith. Us and Mama and Harold and Rosie and Daddy will figure it out. We've got to. We don't have any choice. Shh, Edith, look out! Rudy Ackerman's coming in right now. He's sitting in the booth next to us. See, if we'd gotten the booth nearer to the kitchen door, we wouldn't be able to hear him. Shh. Good morning, Mr. Ackerman. Ready for some pancakes and coffee? I am ready for the printed word to be uninvented. Ready for all printing presses to be melted in a fiery furnace, and the English alphabet, as we know it, to fall into oblivion. <laughs> the antagonistic attitude of the American press toward George Pullman and his transcontinental railroad is truly laughable. Ah, hardy har. They should be thanking him, not dragging his reputation through the mud. If this horrible coverage and slander of the night train continues, it will be my demise. Oh, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, Mr. Ackerman. A cup of coffee, please, and two pancakes. I'll have that for you in just a minute. Just after I serve the Stoutward kids here. Take your time. Take your time. I need all the time I can get to find the leak and save the Pullman promise. I don't think Mr. Ackerman got enough sleep last night. He knows a lot of big words. I like antagonistic and demise. 
I got pancakes and orange juice for the stout word kids, as promised. Thanks, Barney. My stomach's been rumbling. Thank you, Barney. These pancakes look amazing. Almost as good as Daddy's. You've got a lot of energy for a little boy who was up at 4 o'clock this morning. We slept in the kitchen for a while. It's pretty cozy. Last time we had pancakes was on New Year's Eve. Remember, Paul? The morning before we left Chicago with the night train? Daddy made them for us. These pancakes might be even better. Everything tastes better when you eat it on the night train. I'm glad you think so, Paul. Good morning! Good morning, everyone! Here come the other passengers, Paul. Keep an eye out for Mrs. Crocker. We have to run to the kitchen as soon as we see her. Okay. I'd better go take Mrs. Smith's order. I'll see you kids later. Bye. Goodbye, Barney. Here, Edith. Slide over here. That way none of the passengers can see us. It's better for spying. Good thinking, Paul. The floofy lady seems awfully happy for being up at 4 o'clock in the morning. She must have had a nap. But Mrs. Smith is always cheerful. Makes me suspicious. What a glorious morning for an anniversary. Just take a look at that sunrise. It's a beautiful sunrise, ma'am. I do appreciate the views we get from this mesmerizing night train. Nevada. Another state I'd never seen before this journey. Me neither. We live in a glorious time, Barney. And California is on the docket today. Yes, ma'am. We'll be in Sacramento for dinner tonight. Marvelous! Ah, what a delight. Now, breakfast. Would you get me a cup of coffee with a dollop of cream and two pinches of sugar? And some of those blueberry pancakes, please? Coming right up. Thank you, Barney. Well... Everyone, here we are again. What a night we have had. George Pullman boarded the train. Mary Diamond is revealed as Will Mallard's wife. My, oh my. If it weren't for the fact that there's now another car attached to our dear old night train, I could have sworn I dreamed up the whole thing. Soon as we were all lulled into security, the pot of scandal was brought to a boil once again. And what do you mean by that? The scandal of Louise Mallard's disguise? Well, I think it was rather clever, and no real harm was done. There are too many secrets on this night train. Oh, I don't think so. It would be a rather dull journey if everyone on board was exactly who they seemed to be. Mr. Ackerman, what are you doing with that chart and all those little diagrams and newspapers. I have developed a new strategy for my investigation. I am responsible for finding out who leaked the disgusting rumors of sabotage to the press. Mr. Pullman is counting on me. Oh, dear. Well, please let me know if I can be helpful to you. Of course, Mrs. Smith. It isn't you leaking rumors of sabotage, is it? <laughs> Beg pardon, Mr. Ackerman? <laughs> Just a little joke. That's all, Mrs. Smith. My strange sense of humor. <laughs> but if you can be helpful, I will certainly let you know. Once I find out who it is, they shall never walk free again. Us. Paul! Paul, what if Edith? I can't hear you. Speak up. Paul! Paul, come closer. Duck your head under the table so no one can hear us. Okay, okay, what is it? Should we tell Mr. Ackerman about our clues? That way he can catch George Crocker and stop the sabotage. No way. 
We have to save the night train ourselves. I don't trust Rudy Ackerman. He wants to get Dad fired. But he might think it's Mrs. Smith sabotaging the train. And we have proof that it's George Crocker. It was his carpet bag that had the telegram. Even Rudy can't ignore that. We can tell him about it, and then we can... Hello? Hello? It's Mrs. Crocker. Where is... Yes. What is it? Well, good morning to you two. My husband and I are here for breakfast, and the coffee you served us last night gave us both terrible stomach cramps. You're sure it wasn't getting up at 4 a.m. that did that? Quite sure. Thank you. When you serve this morning's coffee, could it be made fresh? And the pancakes, can you cook them all the way through this time? I wasn't going to say anything about yesterday's meal, but given how my husband reacted to them last night, I simply have to. Mrs. Crocker must have gotten past us while you pulled me under the table, Edith. Why'd you have to do that? Paul, shh. I didn't mean to. I just... I wanted to tell Mr. Ackerman everything. And then maybe Mr. Pullman would be nice to us and our family wouldn't be in such danger. Well, what do we do now? Mrs. Crocker's here between the kitchen door and us. We can't run past her into the kitchen. Shh. Keep down. When she sits down, she'll probably join Kate Smith and Rudy Ackerman down there, towards the sleeper cars. Then we can sneak back to the kitchen. We'll be fine. Mrs. Crocker knows that her husband owns the carpet bag. Maybe they're in it together. Shh. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Maddie. Did you get some sleep? How is George this morning? Oh, Kate, we couldn't sleep after all that excitement. I woke George up and told him everything that had happened. He simply couldn't believe it. It's been quite a tumultuous trip. I told him twice, actually. Once for events and the second time for the emotional experience. I can't believe he slept through the whole thing. Oh, it was very exciting. Of course, George was grumpy and upset that I woke him up from a sound sleep, so he didn't fully appreciate it. He was falling asleep during my story, if you can believe that. I had to bring him here to the dining car and get him a cup of coffee to wake him up. Will George be joining us for breakfast? George is recovering from a rough night. The coffee did terrible things to his bowels. Besides, George said... Is George hiding in his room because Pullman is here? I don't know, but it's... it's a good hunch, Paul. I hope no other incidents disturb his slumber. As do I. Maddie, why don't you come join Rudy and I here at this table? Not on your life. I'm keeping a close eye on what comes out of this kitchen. With what this cook did to both of us, I don't trust her cooking one inch. George can't handle another experience like that. I'm sure you know best, Maddie. George is lucky to have a wife like you. Snake's alive. Mrs. Crocker is sitting down right next to the kitchen. We can't sneak past her, Edith. And we can't go back to the luggage car past Mr. Bullman's private car. Oh, no. What do we do? We're stuck. I wonder if Will Mallard knew his wife was here in disguise. He must have. Do you think she's the one spreading rumors about all the sabotage? Rudy, have you found evidence against her? I have not concluded my investigation, Mrs. Crocker. So you still haven't found out who it was? I will soon. Oh, goody. Such silly lies to spread about. I don't believe the rumors for one second. The nitrine has just been unlucky, not sabotaged. I am fully convinced of that. George tells me accidents happen all the time on the railroad. They do. Quite often. But... We've had an unlucky streak. That's what gives those disgusting rumors a veneer of credibility. 
the boiler explosion, then the avalanche, then the broken bridge, followed by a fiasco with the wrong type of coal and a herd of bison. We must be setting records for incompetence at this point. At least we can be thankful George Pullman is aboard now. I'm sure everything will go smoothly since he's here. But really, can you believe the scandal of Louise Mallard? She's been on the train since Omaha in disguise. It was quite a startling scene. Why did she do it? I recognized her. I did, right from the start. I knew there was something fishy about her. I don't remember you. Oh, well, I certainly didn't accuse her of anything or make my suspicions known. I'm not that sort. But I did think I recognized her. I do remember that. Do you know the Mallard family well? Not particularly. I met Will and Louise at a Christmas party, and I met their children at the station before the night train left Chicago. I didn't know Will Mallard had children. Yes, he does. A boy and a girl. Edith and Paul, I believe. Hmm. Edith and Paul, you say. Those names are oddly familiar. We've got to get out of here, Edith. We can't hide under this table forever. They're going to figure out who we are. Shh, Paul. Where can we go? Pullman is in his car and Mrs. Crocker is in front of the kitchen. We can't go anywhere right now. Stay quiet. Thank goodness no one has seen us here yet, but how long will that last? Pancakes coming in hot off the griddle. I have some for you too, Mrs. Crocker. I figured you'd want the same as Mrs. Smith. How thoughtful you are, Barney. And let me see. Yes, these are sufficiently cooked. And coffee? Coming right up. Freshly brewed. I'll bring it along just as soon as I've served Mrs. Smith and Mr. Ackerman. How old are Will Mallard's children, Maddie? Oh, around 10 and 12, I think. Uh, And here, Mrs. Smith. Uh, Here are yours, and here are yours, Mr. Ackerman. Thank you for the pancakes, waiter. Yes, yes. Thank you, Barney. Everything is delicious. These are definitely yummy. I'll let Rosie know. Around 10 and 12, you said? Yes, How funny. Those are the same ages as the Stoutward children. I haven't met the Stoutward children yet. They always escape me somehow. How funny. Oh, no, oh, no. Snake's alive. They're going to discover us. The Stoutward children. Hmm, I wonder. Waiter. Yes, sir? Would you get me a copy of the log of passengers from the conductor? Uh, Our names aren't on the passenger log, Paul. Rudy's going to see that no children are on the log and realize the Stoutward kids are stowaways. And then he'll guess that we're Mallards. What do we do? We gotta get away, Edith, before they discover us. How? George Pullman is in one direction and Mrs. Crocker is in the other. George Pullman is in his private car, isn't he? Yes. The rooms in it are private with a center hallway, just like the sleepers, remember? So we might be able to sneak through the hallway if Pullman has the room doors closed. But what if he doesn't? We'll have to risk it, Edith. What else can we do? We have to risk it if we want to get to the luggage car. But, but shouldn't we tell Rosie first? No time for that. Look, Mrs. Crocker's reading the paper. She won't see us. And Rudy Ackerman and Kate Smith are looking out the window. This is our chance. Let's go. We gotta be gone before Rudy sees the list of passengers and realizes we're stowaways. But what if Mr. Pullman sees us passing through his private car? Edith, we don't have any choice. I'm sure he's still eating breakfast in his own dining room. And like I said, I don't think he'll see us passing through the hallway, and we'll be able to get around him. Okay, okay. But right now we have to stop whispering. I don't want Rudy Ackerman to notice us leaving.
made it. I don't think any of them saw us leave. Good morning. Good morning, children. Good morning, Professor Dopey Dad. Dopey Dad didn't stop us. It's only half past seven right now. Pullman will still be eating breakfast. We have to get through the sleepers and then Pullman's car. I think we'll make it. I hope you're right, Paul. We'll find out in a couple of minutes. Here we go, through the sleepers. I'm scared, Paul. I want to get to the luggage car and hide in my bed and read 20,000 leagues under the sea. Come on, we'll get there soon. And we might find a clue along the way, Edith. Put on your detective hat. We have to be brave. Okay, Paul. I'm coming. Here it is. Mr. Pullman's car. This vestibule connection is pretty much just like all the others. And we don't have to go outside like we do to get to the luggage car. Yes. But, Paul... This is the connection to George Pullman's car. I'm still not sure we should even be trying to do this. I thought you were a good detective, Edith, but now you're back to being all silly and scared. Don't you dare say that, Paul. I'm being smart. If Pullman catches us, we'll have failed. I... I am scared, but I'm not being silly. I don't want him to discover us, Paul. Okay, Edith. I'm sorry. It's just we don't have anywhere else to hide but the luggage car. We have to get there. I know. I know. You're right. We have to get through Pullman's car without him seeing us. Ready? Yep. You first. Seems pretty empty. George Pullman has to be in one of these rooms off the hallway. Let's go quickly. Walk quietly as you can. Please, Mr. Pullman. I didn't mean you any harm. Will didn't know what I was doing. Don't blame him for what I did. Paul, Mama is in there. Edith, don't stop. But what if Mama is in trouble? Edie, we gotta hide. Mama's fine. Ah! Paul, I tripped on the rug. Snake's alive. Ha! I knew it. We've got all the ducks in a row now. Paul Mallard, it's a delight to see you again. We were just going to the luggage car, Mr. Pullman. We'll, we'll get out of here. And Edith Mallard, so pleased you're on board. The luggage car, of course. The perfect hiding place. But there's no need to hide now. I found you out, Edith and Paul Mallard. Come into my parlor, both of you. We're the Stoward. And I'm J.P. Morgan. Stop lying and get in here. Confrontations are always best done behind closed doors, Paul Mallard. Come in, Edith and Paul. Daddy? Dad, you're supposed to be in the engine room. And you're supposed to be in Chicago along with your mother. Go on in, listen to your daddy. Mama and Daddy, I'm so sorry. It's all right, my dear. You have nothing to be sorry for. Harold, you're here too? Yes, Edith. I'm sorry, Dad. We were we were trying to... To hide? To sabotage? To destroy the foundation of the Pullman Promise? And it's all an accident, I'm sure. No need to tell me the story. Louise Mallard boards in disguise, all in an effort to protect the train. And lo and behold, she just happens to find her little one just stowing away on my nitrate. How convenient. And none of you had this neat little plan organized before you left Chicago. What a miracle. We didn't, Mr. Pullman. I promise you. I didn't know they were here until we'd passed Cheyenne. I don't believe you, Will Mallard. He's telling the truth. Daddy didn't know. Edith and I didn't mean to be stowaways. Paul. Young man, you are saying you stowed away by accident? Yes. 
And just how did this happen? We jumped into a pillow car because we were scared of you because we were really just returning to watch the same, but we thought if you'd found us, you'd get really angry. You jumped into a pillow cart? Yes, Mr. Pullman. You were coming our way, and we were scared you'd see us and think we were trying to sneak aboard the train. But then we fell asleep in the cart. And Sam pushed the cart on with us to sleep inside it. You were scared that I would think you were sneaking aboard the train, and that's how you ended up accidentally sneaking aboard the train. Yes! And why all the disguises? Diamonds and stout words. <laughs> I must say, if I were trying to be in disguise, I would think of better names. Not that Mallard is a particularly good name. It's the best name. I'm proud of being a Mallard. So am I. Paul, Edith, please lower your voices. Mama, Mr. Pullman is wrong, and he's telling lies, and he's being mean, and I'm not going to let him be mean to you and Dad. Paul, you don't have to defend me. We do have to, Daddy. That's our job. How sweet. The Mallard family joins together with love and loyalty. Such a quaint, lovely picture. Edith and Paul... I banned you from the night train after the boiler exploded, did I not? Yes. And you broke these orders. We didn't mean to. It was an accident. We fell asleep in the pillow cart. You can ask Sam and Harold. Harold, you know. They know, Mr. Pullman. And Sam knows we didn't mean to do anything wrong. The conductor and the porter. What a pair. Mr. Pullman, could you, Harold, and I continue this conversation in private? My children can go to Louise's room and... This is their business too now, Mallard. They've made it their business. These are stowaways we're talking about. Porter, what is our policy on stowaways? Come on now, get out your rule book. I wrote a whole page on this. Hurry up now. Where is your rule book? It's pocket-sized. I had it specifically designed so porters like you would have it on their person at all times. Pullman trains do not tolerate stowaways. Read it to me, porter. I am not interested in your interpretation of my policy. I want to hear our policy verbatim. Come, come. Open your rule book and read off the rule to me. It should be on page 47, section B. I'm afraid I don't have my rule book with me. This uh, right now, Mr. Pullman. isn't carrying his rule book. It's in the Just luggage car. Another shocking oversight on Will Mallard's train, isn't it? Another accident. You're loose with the rules, Will Mallard, and it shows. I have never encountered such incompetence as I have on your disastrous train. Mr. Pullman, this porter is named Harold Milton, and he does an excellent and consistent job caring for your passengers. I have not had a single complaint about his he work ethic. He doesn't this... have his rule book with him, Will! I apologize, Mr. Pullman. It won't happen again. Get out of my sight! I'll be in the sleepers putting up the bed should you need my help. I won't. Thank you, Harold. Will Mallard. Oh, Will Mallard, you have made this quite an infamous train. Have you seen the headlines? Could we please discuss this in private? I have done my best to run the night train in a safe, efficient, and dignified manner. I do apologize for my mistakes, but I would like to finish this conversation after my children... Your staff thinks they are entitled to preferential treatment. That porter there thinks he can do things his own way. Ignore regulations, ignore protocol, and that cook of yours. That girl is trouble, Mallard. No breakfast until 7 o'clock for me. Who does she think she is? Mr. Pullman, my crew has stated work hours. Rosie Johnson sleeps a minimum of six hours each night so she can do her best work. Having her make pancakes at four o'clock in the morning would mean she couldn't do her best work for the rest of the day. 
Making her be on call like that is a sign of disrespect, and it's harmful to the Pullman promise. I'm sorry the if her- The promise means luxury, devotion. That is what is expected of all my workers, and those ideals have no boundaries. Not 4 a.m., not 7 a.m., not 1 a.m. Mr. Pullman, I know that we disagree on this. We've discussed it before. And I thought we had reached an understanding. We did. You vowed to uphold the Pullman promise. I have done everything in my power to do so. I thought you were a Pullman man, Mallard. But clearly you have other priorities in mind. Where is he? Where is he? If you mean my family, then yes. But they are- Oh, stop babbling, Mallard. I've heard enough. Stowaways! Mr. Pullman, those stoutward children are stowaways! Hello, Rudy. I know. I discovered that a few minutes ago myself. They're Will Mallard's little ducklings. Isn't that sweet? I... I see. Oh, everyone's already here. So, you know... Who the children are? Yes, Rudy, but better late than never. I am glad that roughly five days into the journey you have finally discovered our stowaways. Congratulations. Ah, yes, Mr. Pullman. Thank you. Uh, I I brought the conductor, uh, Sam Lewis. He knew about this. Sam! Sam, you know we didn't mean to be stowaways. Tell him, Sam. It was an accident. I deeply regret not bringing this issue to Mr. Ackerman's attention before now, Mr. Pullman. I hope you will forgive me. Right. Do you have anything to say to the youngsters here? No, sir. But, but Sam, Sam, Mr. Pullman thinks we did this on purpose, but we were just asleep in the pillow cart, remember? And then we helped dig out the train after the avalanche, and I delivered the telegrams for you, and I, I'm wearing your watch, Sam. Did you loan me? And we helped you stop this sabotage at Battle Mountain! Enough! This is enough, Paul Mallard. You and your family have caused quite enough trouble for the night train already. Sam! Sam, you gotta tell him! He'll believe you! Is there anything I can do to repair this situation, Mr. Pullman? Sam! Sam, you're my friend! Mr. Ackerman, you've seen us on board the train. You thanked us for helping Dig and for helping Harold. We didn't mean any harm, and we haven't spoken to Dad until yesterday. We've been helpful. I know nothing of the kind, young lady. Mr. Pullman, I believe that Miss Diamond, or shall I say Louise Mallard, was the news leak that wrecked our press coverage and jeopardized our reputation. No! That's not true. Besides, we're winning the race. We're going to beat the Midnight Express. And we've been helping to save the night train. Enough, Edith. I'll take care of this. You and Paul did nothing wrong. But, Daddy! Daddy, they're saying all sorts of stuff that... Edith, come here. Mr. Pullman, think what you like about what brought Edith, Paul, and I onto the night train, but you must take us seriously about the threat of sabotage. You are the sabotage, Louise Mallard! Pullman trains do not have accidents, Mrs. Mallard. They do not have delays, they do not have dirt, and they most certainly do not have sabotage. Mr. Pullman, we are in a race against Webster Wagner's Midnight Express. This train is in danger. We don't need your paranoia about sabotage rumors. We'll be fine so long as your family stops throwing wrenches in the works. Rudy, we are on a single set of tracks from here to Sacramento. That's 200 miles of tracks with no stops and a good lead ahead of Wagner's train. The only way for Wagner to win is to wreck the night train completely. And he'll do it. He'll do whatever it takes. There are lives at stake, Rudy. And there is a Pullman promise at stake, too. Enough of these childish hysterics. 
Whether we win or whether we lose, this is a Pullman train. Not a Mallard train, not a Wagner train, a Pullman train. Your crew appears to think that this is Mallard's train. Sir, can we please have this conversation privately? I do not wish my children to be present. You have made this family business, Mallard. Deal with the consequences. You've ignored Pullman policy at every turn. If you wanted to leave your family out of it, you should have followed the rules. You've given porters name tags, and you've been feeding porters from the Delmonico kitchen, not their allotted sardines and sterno. What is your motive that you foster such a spirit of insubordination as I saw in that cook early this morning? Mr. Pullman, you know that I am a dedicated I know nothing of the sort. Rudy has been reporting to me all along the trip, every stop. All I see are an inordinate amount of accidents. It's sabotage! Oh, yes, Miss Diamond. I know I can trust your word. Don't be ridiculous! This is a race, Mallard! I am not interested in excuses. I want results. We are going to win, Mr. Pullman. But with our reputation destroyed thanks to you, Night Train stumbles across America. That was the headline. We are going to arrive in Sacramento. I would not have taken this position if I didn't want to do this work excellently and bring this train safely across the country. Or did you take the position because you knew that you could destroy my Pullman promise in one transcontinental journey if you had the chance? What? What are you accusing me of? How much is Wagner paying you? Mr. Pullman, you have no right to accuse no, me of being a... No, you're right, you're right, advice. Will Mallard. I have no right. I have no proof. I have nothing but a string of unending and unexplainable accidents. And that's not enough. Not enough to accuse you of such heinous deeds. I apologize for that. Thank you, Mr. Pullman. Thank you for apologizing. But that doesn't mean I have to employ you any longer. Get us to Sacramento. Dock the night train at the CP passenger station in the Sacramento Valley. Collect your last paycheck and then be gone. Dad! Oh, no! Mr. Pullman, you can't jump to conclusions. I can. And I do. Since you love your family so much, why don't you spend more time with them? I'd like to make that more possible by releasing you from this terrible burden of a job. I do apologize for the inconvenience that this work has caused you. I'm sure it won't happen again. Mr. Pullman, we should talk about How this clear do I have to be? You're fired. Finished, kaput, done, over! This will be your last ride on a Pullman train, Will. This is your family's last ride, too, so enjoy it while you can! Mr. Pullman, you can't You fire. don't understand, Mr. Pullman! Edith and Paul, shh! Yes, Mr. Pullman. We will arrive in Sacramento tonight. Excellent. Rudy! I'll have to hire a new manager in Sacramento. Yes, Mr. Pullman. Well, what a productive Monday this has been. Thank you, Rudy. I'm finished now, Mallards. You can all waddle out of here. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. But Mr. Pullman, it's not accidents. It's sabotage. Paul, now. Daddy? Go on with your mother, Edith. I'll see both you and Paul soon. There, there, Edie. It's going to be all right. Everyone is safe. Come now. We ruined everything, Mama. We we ruined everything. We didn't mean to stow away. We didn't. Snake's alive. We told Pullman the truth. He's just stupid. I don't want to be a railroad man if I have to work for somebody like him. Edith and Paul, take a breath and come with me. Okay.
pick up your feet now and come right into my room. In you go. I'm sorry you had to be there and see... And see Mr. Pullman at his worst. See, just stood there. He didn't defend us. He's my friend, Mama. I'm sorry, Paul. We had tickets and we didn't... We didn't mean to be stowaways, but now Daddy is fired and we ruined everything. We could have been the Mallards all together for the whole journey if it hadn't been for that rotten explosion in Chicago and Mr. Pullman blaming us for everything. Mama, why does Mr. Pullman blame Dad? It wasn't Daddy's fault. It's sabotage. And we stowed away by accident. Why did he blame Daddy? I, I don't know, Edith. We have to fix it. We really have to stop the sabotages now. It's our last chance. Yes, we can't stop trying until the end of the rails. (laughs) 